Hello, 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 savvy mom, savvy savers, savvy money makers. How you doing? How you doing? This is Elkie, CEO and founder of Savvy Moms Unite, career prosperity catalyst. I am here to talk to y'all today about is that job worth your happiness? Is that job worth your happiness? So I saw a meme um, recently that really, you know, struck a chord with me. It, it, it was something that, um, you know, you, you think about probably in passing sometimes, but you don't think about deeply. And so the meme said, you know, when you're praying for a job, pray for it not to lead you into depression. And I was like, yes, yes. When you pray for a job, pray for it so that it doesn't lead you into depression. Now, I'll tell y'all, I've had many jobs in my life over the course of my adult life. Even as, you know, a teenager, I've had several jobs. Um, And I would always pray, you know, when I was moving on to another job, I always pray for mostly to make more money. I wanted to be happy, of course, but that wasn't in my prayer. The prayer was always like, God, please let this job pay me more. Cause that was like my driving force. That was the the thing at the forefront for me. And as I got older and more mature and I started to get more deep into my career, I started to recognize I needed more. And, and this is when it truly hit me. I, I, I believe in the power of prayer. If you've listened to me, you know, I am very spiritual. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in God. And I believe that God is, is my source. And so whenever I'm looking to make a major shift in my life, I'm always turning to God for guidance and movement and, and, and wanting to be part of the process of creating and manifesting things in my life. So now going on five, almost four years ago, I want to say I'm trying to make sure I keep track of the years, um, but it, it, it's around four years, going on five years, um, I had attended a conference. I was working for an independent school. At the time, I was working in the school, and I'm trying to be as, you know, I don't want to get too deep into specifics because I still have close friends that work in these environments. So this is my personal experience. I don't want y'all to walk away from this going, oh, she's shitting on these type of environments. This is for me, my personal stance of where I was at the time. So I'm working for this school and every year we would attend a conference. And this conference um, was like this conference we all look forward to as people of color. We look forward to it. And I kind of gave it away. But anyway, we all look forward to it. And, you know, because it was like the time we got to meet with up with each other, you know, catch up with each other, talk about the issues we're having in our schools and try to address them and come back recharged, ready to go. Um, so I'm attending this conference April of, I want to say, what did I end the movie here? So around, I would say April 2016, I attend this conference. But just like I said, this is what I've been looking forward to every year. I'm looking forward to going because about three years into my stint at the school, I started to realize I didn't want to be there anymore. I was really struggling 
to work there. But let me tell y'all something. I prayed for this job. I prayed for it because I was always looking for the next opportunity, the next advancement. And I'd been wanting this job for years. I had been wanting this job for years. I wanted it to be the thing that I, um, you know, do. That was going to be like how I ended my career. I was going to retire in these institutions. So when I finally prayed and got the job, I only prayed to get the job and make more money and have a place to live. Those were like my priorities. And, and I got all that. I got all what I prayed for in this job. But I didn't realize how I needed to be very specific until years later. So here I am. I got my own place. I don't have to pay anything out of pocket for it. Um, it's a nice, cushy life. My daughter loves living there because she's surrounded by young kids, which is what I wanted. I wanted her to grow up in a neighborhood. Um, my job was very close. I didn't have to drive. I could literally walk right across the street. Um, I mean, sometimes I was so lazy that I would still drive there. Like, I, <laughs> just, just amazing how, um, you know, convenient this was. Um, I didn't really have to pay for food. If I didn't want to, I could save I could save about $1,000 a month with the amount of money I was getting paid. I was getting paid the most I've ever been paid in my career at the time. Um, and I was doing pretty good for myself. Um, but I wasn't happy. I felt like something was missing. And it was missing from the environment. It was missing from my personal life. I wasn't fulfilled. And part of it was because I wasn't specific in my prayer about what I wanted out of my job. I just wanted a job to pay my bills, take care of my family, and do whatever I wanted to do and with money. But I wasn't concerned and hadn't thought about what the environment had to be for me. I wasn't considerate of that. I just wanted an escape from the situation I was in. You know, prior to moving out to where I lived at the school, I was living at home with my parents with my toddler and at the time. And I remember telling my mother before I made the move, I said, mom, I can't meet my 35th birthday in your home. And you know, she looked at me kind of concerned and she seemed a little offended. And I said, I don't want you to be offended. It's just, I feel like I'm too grown for this. You know, I'm pushing 32. I need to be out of your home. Like I need to be on my own taking care of my daughter. I know you fear us being away, but I got to be independent. I need, I need independence. And that was really at the heart of my move. I wanted independence. I wanted my own place. I wanted to make money because I knew, you know, not making enough money was holding me back. And I wanted the freedom of just being in my own space. And that was the most important to me at the time. And then I got that and I'm in this environment where I have, you know, my own place. I make more money. I could buy things that I hadn't been able to buy before. I could truly take care of my daughter without having to worry. And yet I'm in a work environment that I'm that I don't feel fulfilled by all the way. There were parts of it that fulfilled me, but I was missing something. I had no personal social life. I I didn't really get to go out as much as I'd like to. I wasn't really able to date. Um, so it was kind of lonely at times. I didn't have a companion. My life surra was surrounded by the job 
and my child if I had time for her because I barely had time for her and I just felt like my life was a it was in an imbalance and so I had to really sit back and go well what is it that I want out of the next career move that I make and what is it that I want to have happen if I am if I'm ever to go back to a job because even after leaving that job now four years ago I was willing to like not work for a while because I was going to jump right into my business full-time and I did that for about nine months but realized I wanted a job I needed a job I needed to survive it was hard to maintain the business without having steady income and I was just going through a lot financially at the time and when I go through stuff financially I'm not my happiest so here I am back in I want to say it's 2017 looking for a new opportunity because I needed to really get a job but what I refrained myself from doing was asking God for just a job I, I was like God I want an environment that I feel like I can thrive in. I want an environment where I feel like when I go to work, it's not stressful. And yes, there'll be days that it's challenging, but it can't be challenging every day that I show up there. I want an amazing boss. I want to make great money. Like I want to be able to have access to make some good money so I can take care of my daughter. I can invest in my business. I can invest in other stuff. I could buy a home. Like I was really asking God for more specific things. I was like, I want to be able to work from home. That has to be part of what they offer me. And I didn't get it right away. <laughs> when I had that prayer, I didn't get it right away. It took some mishaps to get there. Um, the first job I got after, you know, being unemployed for nine months and running my business solely, um, I get, I get this job working when I moved to Georgia, I ended up moving to Georgia after that conference. I, I know I'm jumping all over the place. Y'all bear with me, but the catalyst for when I decided, you know, I just needed to get out of environments that were making me unhappy work environments. Um, I decided to move. Um, after attending this conference um, when I was working for the school. It was like, I go to the conference. I've, I've seen people complain about their job. They don't seem happy. I'm, I'm literally not in a good place. I, I barely wanted to participate in the conference. And I just said to myself, if I show up to this conference another year like this, that I've disappointed myself. And I went back home and wrote my resignation letter without a job and was telling you know my co-workers and my family I'm moving to Georgia um to to start my business and see how things go I, I just can't stay stuck I'm stuck here yes I make good money but I'm not happy I'm not happy with my personal life my, something's got to give because yes things could be going well career-wise but I don't have the balance and the happiness, I, I'm working in an environment I don't really like, and then I'm going home and I'm not happy. Something's gotta give. And so I decide to move um, to Georgia and run the business. And I'm running the business, and you know, I'm finding some joy in that, but financially it's really tough. So I'm like, I know I have to turn back to a job, you know, and this is about two years ago. I'm like, I know I have to turn back to a job but I don't want to turn back to a job just because it's a financial 
obligation that I have to do it for. I need to enjoy where I work. I need to enjoy my job. I need to be fully invested in it because this is going to be what I what leads to the long-term plan that I have. Um, I have to be invested in this job. I can't just show up and feel like I want to go home. I can't just see myself not growing there. I can't just keep hitting ceilings like I felt like I was having in previous jobs. I was always hitting the ceiling. I want to be able to get to a point where this I can go as far as I can go until I decide I don't want to go anymore. And so I end up, you know, um, in this, after the nine months of being unemployed while in Georgia, I end up at this place where I'm doing job training. I love the job, but the work environment is extremely toxic to the point where it was so toxic that one of my coworkers tried to get me fired because she just didn't like that I was so, so good at the job. I, you know, I come on the scene within two months. The students love me. You know, I'm working with people who have disabilities and I'm trying to help them, you know, with job placement, coaching them. And I was like the motivation speaker. You know, I brought in my 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 coaching background into the classroom and I brought my career counseling, you know, background into the classroom. And I and I just brought so many different perspectives. I taught financial literacy to the, to my class, to my um, clients. I taught them about, you know, how you how you really have to focus and goal setting. And I mean, the class was on fire. It was such it was such an impactful, you know, time for me because I saw the transformation those students, those clients made with my stint there. But once again, I'm making an impact, but the work environment is so toxic. And I just, it was a lot of like gossiping and people backstabbing, you know, really doing some manipulative, crazy things behind the scene. The owner was not you know, the best, he was a really downright dirty type of dude, and I just couldn't see myself staying there, so one day I just started preparing, like, I mentally started preparing to leave, and I remember talking to a friend of mine, a close friend of mine, who's, who was, who is, and was my spiritual um, counselor at the time, and I, I remember telling her, this environment is so toxic that I, that I have nightmares about it, And she said, listen, when you pray, don't just pray for any old job. Ask God for everything that you want out of that job. Ask God for, like, she's like down to what you want to, she's like, what you want to pay, how you want your office to look, how you, how you experience the day. Like you have to pray for everything. It can't just be, I need an escape out of my current situation. You need something that you can see yourself staying for a long time. So of course, I, I start doing that. I do as I'm told and I start praying. I start writing down what I want in the job, like literally describing it to the T, like everything that I wanted. And I'm telling you, I listed the pay. I listed how I wanted to dress because I didn't want to be dressy every day. I wanted a really casual atmosphere. I talked about how the flexibility I wanted in the job. I talked about being able to balance my business with the job and my daughter. I want to be able to have 
the time to do the things that I needed to do for her. Um, it needed to have a work from home option. And I'm going to keep that saying that because that's really important in the story. I wanted it to have a work from home option. I wanted it to be close to home so I wouldn't have to go too far. Because, you know, living in Georgia, it's nice to be close to the city, but you don't want to have to, like, drive so far if you work in the city. Because I knew I wanted to work in the city. I knew, it, you know, it would, I could make more money working in the city. But I wanted it to be convenient for me to get back and forth to my home and to work. So, I, you know, I prayed... I, I asked God for all these things, and then an opportunity came. And this opportunity, my when I tell y'all, I knew when I walked in, I got the job because I was like, it was just what I was asking God for at the time. And so I go to the interview for this job, and I get the call that day that they wanted me, and they wanted me to start right away. So I had to give my notice. And so I, so they said, well, how much time would you need? I said, I just need a week because I wanted out of that that environment I was currently working. I was working in at the time. I needed to leave it. It was so toxic. So I said, just give me a week. I can be there. So I, you know, tell my, my, tell my boss at the time, listen, I got to go. I got this new opportunity and they want me to start right away. He gave me an extra day off because <laughs> he was like, he was very good about, you know, not letting people do a two week stint. He wanted you out. So that's why I, I told the new employer that I was only going to need a week because I knew he would tell me to leave before the week was up. And he did. But I was happy because I've already planned my checks right. So I already knew I was covered because <laughs> I need to make sure rent was covered. So, um. I start the job. It's it, the the original position was an event planner position. I would be coordinating events for the company, which is like a no-brainer for me. I have background in events and planning. This would have been right along with what I had done at the school. So it wouldn't have been a far stretch for me. Um, yes, it would have been a different environment, but I still could have pulled it off. Guess what, guys? I start the job, and in the first three days, I got extremely sick to the point where I had to take two days out of my first week at the job. I don't know what was going on with me. I don't know if it was a change in environment, anxiety. I don't know what was going on, but I got this really bad sinus infection and ended up getting bronchitis, which... I get sometimes in the summertime, I, I tend to get it at random times in the summer. And when I was starting, it was like August. So I ended up getting very sick and having to, you know, stay out of work for two days. Um, but unfortunately, because they needed someone to start right away, I ended up losing the job. It was heartbreaking because it meant that I was going to be unemployed for some time again. And without any steady income, I was at risk of losing my home. But when I tell you God prepares you for what you really, really need, because sometimes we're praying for something, but God is preparing you for what you need. And that was not what I needed. It's what I wanted, but it was not what I needed. So three weeks go by and I get a call back from the company because I was going through the temp agency that's connected to the company at the time. 
and they're like, there's another opportunity. Um, they want to, they will just give it to you. They're not going to interview you because you did such a great job with this other interview, but it's really going to be something that is in your wheelhouse. It's in HR still. Um, and you'll be more focused on the recruiting side. I've had a background in recruiting from my previous work history. So that didn't seem like a far stretch for me. I was like, cool. I go in and the first time I meet my boss, who I love to now, like I love this woman. I first time I meet her, this woman's giving me the look up and down, like, who are you? Where did you come from? Who sent you, boo? And she looking at me like, why did they send this girl? I don't even know her. And I understand now why she was looking at me that way. But before I was like, this woman really looking at me funny. And she just said to me, you know, she said, I've heard a lot of good things about you. You know, the other department that you were working for shortly seemed to think you're great. And I just want to know, tell me about yourself. So I, you know, I go into my spiel. I tell her about my background. I tell her about who I am and I give her, you know, some additions to my resume and she's like okay okay and so she said well I don't really know you from a can of paint so I gotta see what you got you're gonna do and I said to her I promise you not only will you see what I could do I'll be one of your best workers I said that to her I don't know how I don't know nothing about this job other than what they've told me I've never even done it and I just said to her I said I promise you knowing what I know I'm going to be one of your best workers. Three months into the job, I get to go permanent and I get a work from home option. Mind you, the other job did not have a work from home option. This woman falls in love with me like this. I mean, she sings my praises. There is no, no one can tell her. All can say does anything wrong. <laughs> like, she is my biggest cheerleader and has been for someone to the point where she created a supervisor position so I could step in when she saw that I was ready to move on. And I had only been there for a year now. But when she saw I had just mastered this position so well, she's like, no, you got to be in something different because this is holding you back. You got to go to another level. And she created a supervisor position. And now that's what I'm in. When I tell y'all I go to work happy, I go to work excited, I laugh when I'm at work, I'm surrounded by women that look like me, that are happy themselves, that are career driven, that are just, they just, they're hardworking, they're impressive group of women. I am in the midst of some powerful women and they're not threatened by me. They're not trying to set me up. They're only trying to encourage me, which is what I had asked God for. And my boss is great. She's amazing. She, she pushes me when she needs to. She, you know, she lets me do what I say I'm going to do. She lets me show who I am. She puts me in position so I can grow. That's what I was looking for. And I have the work from home option and it's flexible. When I need to do something, travel, and I need to work somewhere else, she doesn't stress me about it. She's like, as long as you do your work, I'm not worried. You ain't even got to tell me. Just make sure you do your work. Once I don't have anybody complaining about you, we're good. And I try to show 
my best foot. I try to put my best foot forward at every opportunity because I keep telling y'all this is an investment for me. This, this, what this, this, this investment is in myself, is in my long-term stint there, and it's in my business because I take what I learn from there and I apply it. I take what I learn from there and I use it. I take the finances that I gain from there and use it to invest in my business, to invest in my personal life because I have goals. I have dreams that need to be achieved. And I cannot sit back and not let these things happen because I'm at a job every day that I'm depressed, that I'm sad. I don't want to show up. It's, it's invading my personal life. When they encourage you to have a personal life, they're like, listen, your job should never be more important than your family and your personal life. You got to do something for you, go do it. They encourage that. Because the idea that when you have a whole person working for you, they're loyal to you. And I, and I wanted to make sure that I, I enjoy my life. If I don't want to go anywhere in a week, I don't have to go. If I want to go, there's plenty for me to do. I, I actually enjoy my social outings, which before I couldn't. Because I was limited by so much. So when I tell y'all, y'all have to really think and pray and ask God for the things that you want and be specific. You have to. Because the things that you think you may need or things that you think you may want is not exactly what you need. God might have to steer you in another direction like he did me because I thought this one job was going to be it. And God was like, nope, this ain't it. This is where you need to go. Because this is where you're going to see the growth that you asked for. This is where you're going to see the development. This is where you're going to meet that amazing boss. This is where you're going to make the money that you really want to make. This is where you're going to push yourself, push yourself, push yourself. So you can get to where you need to be. This is where you're going to be the leader that you've asked, that you've wanted to be. This is where you're going to be the leader. Because I'm like, I want to lead. I've been developed as a leader. I need to use these skills. And use what I've learned from my from my other experiences, from coaching people, from from being a career advisor, from being in recruiting, for having that background. I need to bring that into my my space so I can coach people. I get to coach people. Do you know I get paid to coach people? Because through my supervisor role, I'm coaching my team to not only be better at the job, but coach them to the next level. That's my goal. I get to do that. That's what I've been asking God for. And I'm excited. When I tell y'all I'm so excited when I go to work, that's, that wasn't me four years ago. I would wake up some morning to be like, why am I going to this office? Yes, it's a beautiful office by myself. Couches, big chair. I could have anybody in the office if I wanted to. But I still wasn't happy because it's not what I needed. I didn't have the freedom that I have now. I could be me. I had to be somebody that I wasn't. I had to show up with a fake persona and a mask every day and hide who I was because being who I was was scary. But I'm encouraged to be who I am now. If I don't show up as myself, people question me. Is something wrong with you today, Elton said? You're not like you, you normally are. Are you okay? When before, if I showed up like the real Elkin said, people took issue with it. So what I say to you, 
a job can be a job. Yes, there are times when you just got to make that money. But if that's your long-term goal and you're trying to stay there, honey, look for another place to be. Because we spend way too much time at these institutions to not be happy. So what's your prayer? If you're stuck, you're feeling unsatisfied, unfulfilled, what is your prayer? What do you need to be fulfilled? Ask yourself this question. What, what would be exciting for you no matter how much money you made? What would you love to do that you wake up in the morning excited to go to? How do you need to be feeling when you go there? Think of an average day at this workplace that you want. Write it down. What, it need, what does it need to feel like? What's the feelings associated with it? Because we're not married to, you know, um, superficial things. We want to feel a certain way, right? So how do you need to feel when you go there on a daily basis? What what's some what's some actions that need to be taken by you or the people you work with so you can feel that level of comfort? What is it that you need to say to yourself and ask God of of yourself so that you can be where you need to be? Because it's not worth it if you're not happy. Thanks again. Continue to follow me here on all platforms. Um, that you hear this podcast on. If you'd love to be a part of my Savvy Money Mindset group, you can join that group. Um, it's for single moms, the single women looking to change money in their life. And you could also check out my page, Savvy Moms Unites, on Facebook to learn more about my company and what I do and the services I provide. Thank you so much for being a part of this experience. I ask God to bless all of y'all that listen to this and for you to find peace, happiness, and joy in all the things that you do. Thanks again. This is Elkie signing off, Career Prosperity Catalyst. Love you all.